0: All right, so I can hear you now.
1: Okay, great. I can hear you too. Okay.
0: Okay, cool. So, um this episode is brought to you by uh yours truly cuz I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> the only guest that I've ever had on this podcast is going to be my mom. So, this is going to be your intro uh to the to the world. I'm using this one. There's there's hands down I'm using this one. Okay. So, um yeah. What, um, um, what, what do you, what do you want everyone to know about you?
1: <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question.
0: Cause we have so, we have <laughs> so many listeners, uh, and I'm sure they're all excited to, to get to know you.
1: I just want them to know that I'm happy being your mom and I'm proud of you. And I'm a retired lady. I've worked all my life since I was 16 and now I'm enjoying my life, but especially proud to be your mom.
0: You think we always had uh, this type of relationship? No. <laughs> no,
1: absolutely not.
0: You don't. No, what? no.
1: When you were when you were two years old, you threatened to call Child Protective Services on me, <laughs> and I handed you the phone, and then you didn't know what to do.
0: <laughs> what happened? What happened? I, I threatened you, to call Child Protective Services. Is that a true story? At, that's a true story. When you I were was
1: mad two. You were mad at me and you said, I'm going to call the police. So I, <laughs> they're going to come and put you in jail oh,
0: man. because
1: you told me you told me you hated me. You were real mad at me for something. I don't remember what.
0: Of course, you, you don't remember what you did.
1: And, <laughs> and so you said, um, I'm going to call the police and they're going to come and they're going to take you to jail. So I handed you the phone and then you didn't know what to do.
0: First of all, what what great parents that I knew um, about police officers in jail at two years old.
1: Yeah, you were were just so mad at me. I don't know, but you were were like, I'm going to call the police, and they're going to come and take you to jail.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) So I
1: handed you the phone, and I said, good, because then I won't have to cook for you. I won't have to be with you, and that's fine with me.
0: I'm just, just I'm picturing a forty year old arguing with a two year old about <laughs> going to jail and cooking for someone, and which you didn't well, cook you, anyway, so we can't you, even. <laughs> what, what did you, you mean told by me, that?
1: You said I hate you, and I, I don't know what happened, but I, the frustration was top level, and I said, well, I hate you too, and you, then you said, well, I'm going to call the police and they're going to come and take you to jail. So I handed you my phone and there you go.
0: Well, it's all going to be downhill from here, guys. Uh <laughs> you can see uh, this is not the typical mother and son relationship and it hasn't been so since 2 years old. Uh, no,
1: it's it's great. It's great. Now. That's pretty and that's.
0: Well, I'm glad because I've never Well, you were too. Since I mean, then I What did I you know? Well, obviously I knew about jail and I don't yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I knew where not to go.
1: It was probably because of the um, programs we watched on TV.
0: Okay. (laughs) Wow.
1: That's that's great. But yeah, yeah, it was one of your little temper tantrums. Yeah. Oh, and then another time, another time you were mad at me and you said to me, you're not the boss of me. My dad's the boss of me. (laughs) What'd you say to (laughs) that? I said, so I said, well, if your dad's the boss of you, then you can have dad take you to school. You can have dad do whatever you want him to do. And then mom doesn't have to do anything.
0: <laughs> that sounds, and you can, that sounds and you like can, you.
1: And you can live with your dad. I think that's when we were separated. But yeah, my dad's the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. I said, okay, then go live with your dad. And then you said no. <laughs>
0: uh, speaking of dad, he, he you were his uh, third time's a charm marriage. Yes, I was. That's crazy. I, It's weird when I think about that because I, I always believe that if I ever get uh, lucky enough to be married to somebody, then I'm going to – I don't want to get divorced and I don't want to – I mean, I'm sure no one wants to get divorced, but right. I feel right. like I don't really – I really don't want to – I really want to make sure, at least on my part, that I'm 100 percent – I have no question – at all about being at that altar and uh that way even if anything happens it'll be on the other person's end and I'll be able to say you know when I was there I made the decision based on how I really felt and I had no have no regrets but the fact that you're his third marriage super strange but I'm glad that I'm glad that he found you for sure
1: Oh uh, thanks honey yeah, yeah. And, and and he was your was... second marriage Correct
0: so I that's yeah. another thing like when people feel like they even when people come up to me and they talk about breakups and how bad they are, I'm like, dude, my parents were divorced numerous times before they met each other and I had the best childhood. So, it's kind of crazy to think that like there is life after divorce.
1: Yes, there is, which I didn't think there would be because I didn't want to get married again.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say that. I feel when I when I talk yeah. to people that have been divorced, they're like I'm never getting married again.
1: That was the first thing out of my mouth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you did. When I get, met your dad, but you were in love with you were in love with the the previous guy, correct? Too much. Yeah, too much. You you said that. Yeah. you loved him more yeah. than you loved you. So,
1: yep. And you can do that. That can happen.
0: Yeah. No holds barred. What? Yep. Uh, what? Yeah. And did you? I mean, I nobody heard this, but we've talked numerous times about this. When you your dad did not like this guy, and your mom didn't like him either, and yeah. Uh, you said that your dad kind of told you when you were at the actual wedding that if you want to leave now, you can leave. We can go. Yes. Yes. And, and we were in
1: the back of the church, and the music started. And he said, if you want to leave right now, we can leave right now. And nothing will be said about it. Not a word. Not a word.
0: And, but you didn't, you, you didn't second guess it at all at the, at the time.
1: No, i I wanted the fairy tale, and which is crazy because it's material stuff that I remember. I had the beautiful white dress, and my bridesmaids, and we had a beautiful venue, and beautiful cake. We were going to Hawaii for our honeymoon, and I thought I could change him. Change him from what? Well, he had attitude. He thought he was. Um, I have to say he was very good looking and he, I mean, he always wanted it his way. And if he failed at something, it was someone else's problem and not his and someone else's fault, including my parents, who my parents were very good to us. And, um, I thought I could change his attitude.
0: What do you think that is? Why, why do people why do so many people think that they can change other people or try to take on some a human being as a project?
1: Because if you love somebody, you try to make them happy, even though if they're not happy, it's not on you. That's on them. So but he was um, the eldest of four children and he was born in Argentina and they have a different culture there, where the oldest son, being a son, he was top dog, so he was spoiled. His mother told me. In fact, you know, we got along very well, even after the divorce. I was still friends with her, and um, that was his way of life. Everyone cowered. I mean, kowtowed to him and what he wanted.
0: And what what what? Where did you get to a point where you knew you couldn't? change him and and it was time to get out of that well i know this is going to sound awful but he left me but i have a
1: person here in my life right now that tells me he saved my life she By tells leaving me him. that all the time yes yeah yes because he was violent and um yeah she said he saved my life that's the one thing he did for me
0: and it, i believe he, wa- he walked away yep yeah That's crazy. I I feel bad about. I wish I could find him and like kind of like you know kind of hurt him a little bit. Now you know, (laughs) like I don't know what he looks like. He's probably a big guy, but like now that he's old, you know. No, he
1: wasn't that big, but he was uh, he was gorgeous. I have to say, but I always cross
0: between Pacino and Stallone. When when you when you. When you told me stories about him, I always had this vision of like being older and just kind of like finding out where he lived and knocking on his door and then just like hitting one of his kneecaps with a bat and and just, he wouldn't that's even know, my boy. he wouldn't even know who I was or like, why is this happening? And, and it's just like, you know what, dude, that's what happens. Just tell him that's, that's what happens, man. And then just walk away. But of course I'm not going to do that because I don't want to go to jail, but, uh, Correct. if anyone's going to go to jail, it's going to be you. I'm going to call the police on you. And, um, yeah, but yeah, so I, I always had that, I always had that like kind of fantasy, which is weird because I never even saw a picture of the guy.
1: I've never showed you a picture of him.
0: Maybe you did, but I, I wasn't really focused on it probably. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I don't think I, I did, I did show you a picture of him. I did. And I kind of got the impression that you, I mean, at the time you were younger, I mean, not that young, but I think you weren't really interested because, you know, your dad was your dad. So who cares about that?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I never, I don't really remember seeing a picture. I, I'm sure you've showed me a picture, but I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't remember it sticking out in my mind as something I really cared about. Yeah, exactly. I did show you a picture of him, but mm-hmm. um, you, I mean, you worked uh, your whole life. You're retired now. Where what did you, what was your first job? Do you remember?
1: Yeah. I worked at a cleaner's a dry cleaners.
0: Oh really. When I was, How was sixteen.
1: That? I I loved it, but <laughs> I it was a dirty job. I would I we have to um when you bring the shirts in, you have to go through the pockets and men would bring in their, you know, suit pants and I'd have to go through their pockets. So
0: anyway, you can smell. cough. Go ahead. Just don't oh, no. okay. I'll okay. I'll just try to I'll try to edit um, it out, but I had to go through their pants
1: pockets and like smokers, they'd leave their cigarette butts in there. Oh,
0: and- <laughs> that's nasty. Oh yeah, it
1: was nasty. It was nasty. But I liked that job. I I was working for ninety five cents an hour, and I that I thought I hit pay dirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that's that's like that's child labor laws right there. You yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's um. But it
1: was. I mean, it was no. It was close to mom and to grandma and grandpa's house and. I could walk and it was fun.
0: How many years did you work there?
1: Mm, Let me see. I was 16. So I think I worked there about a year, year and a half. Because then when I was 17 and 18, I went to Sears store and worked in their credit department upstairs. I was calling people and telling them that their credit card uh, bills were late. And I had to, it was like collection.
0: Did you go to college?
1: I went to college for a semester. I went to Schoolcraft College for teaching.
0: Oh man, Schoolcraft's bad now. Is it? That area, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. In Detroit, That's where right? I went.
0: That's in Detroit? Livonia. It's in Livonia. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing it up. I don't know. One of these rappers I know is is from Schoolcraft and he uh maybe the school is different than the actual street. I think he's from the street. School. Okay. School yeah. Craft. Yeah. I don't know if it was near because maybe because there is Detroit, a street so. school craft. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. He's probably and from it my- runs through Detroit. Yep. Yeah. So the
1: school craft. I was there a half a semester, and then I I I didn't my I was kind of like you. I wasn't interested in school. I had my you know I got my high school diploma and I wanted to work, so then I went to work, and I like I said I got a job at the bank, and I was there for. 8 years. And uh yeah, I loved it.
0: Yeah, high school wasn't really fun. I c- I couldn't wait to get out of there. That's My um, senior
1: year was the best.
0: My senior year was the best. I skated
1: through my senior year. It was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think really I fun. skated. I, that that other school I went to was kind of bad, but I definitely yeah. definitely was able to work at my own pace. That was a good thing cuz once I got out of exactly. there, I was just happy. I'm I I, I yep. was like never looking back at school ever. Right, and you did a good job. Yeah. Actually, it was funny but- that woman that I met yesterday. I met this woman at in Central Park. She actually was trying to <clears throat> I didn't tell you the story, but I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there with a friend of mine and we're just sitting there talking on this bench and this woman is sitting next to me and I had two books in my hand. One I had brought with me which was uh Franny and Zoe. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never read that before. And actually, my friend, I had let her borrow a book before I had let her borrow The Catcher in the Rye, which is my favorite book, which I right. I bought that book again. So I already had a copy, but she brought it for me because she's leaving uh, New York. So she brought it and gave it to me. And I'm like, you can keep it if you want, because I already have. I bought another one because it's my favorite book. And I do that all the time. If I just give a book to someone, I'll, I'll whatever. But um, she's like, no, nah, I'm not going to read it. Like, Take it. So I'm now I'm now I have Franny and Zoe and Catch Her and the Rye, and they're both JD Salinger books. So I had them on my lap, but I was kind of covering I I didn't know I was covering the title, but I just had them in my hand. And this woman's like, Excuse me, sir, what you know, I just trying to figure out what book that is. And I I told her, I said, Oh, you know, Franny and Zoe. And she's like, Oh. And she's like, What's the other one? And I'm like, Catch her in the Rye. And I was like, Don't worry, I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> And I don't think she got the joke, but um, I was like, yeah, you know, Mark, what was his name? Mark David Chapman? Yes. Was it Mark David Chapman or is it something else? No, it Mark, was Mark Al- David Chapman. Mark David Chapman. I was like, yeah, he, you know, he shot uh, John Lennon and had a book. Uh, he had Catcher on the Rye in his coat pocket. And he actually signed his, um, I think he signed the confession, Holden Caulfield, who's the main character so unbelievable and then the guy that shot the guy that shot uh ronald reagan had the book in his so i'm like sitting here with two jd salinger books i'm like trust me i'm not a (laughs) psycho and i had to explain to her why i said that and well let me ask you a question i'm sorry to
1: interrupt you but were you by 72nd street
0: i was at that way no i was at 86th i was at 86th and we were just getting ready to leave the park on the east side because i had to catch the ferry and uh she had to get on the train. So I we, we just parked it there for a while. And this woman was like, well, are you in college? And I'm like, no, I'm not in college. And she's like, she's like, so you, did you graduate? And I said, no, I never went. And she's like, well, you're reading. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I'm more like the kid in the book than I am the author. <laughs> okay. uh, so so <laughs> oh, she was no. laughing. And then I was like, but no, but I consider myself a writer. And she's like, well, what do you write? And I was like, um, I write music, you know, lyrics. And then she asked me to say something for her. So I'm like, oh, man, here we go. So I picked like this verse that didn't have any curses in it. And I rapped it for her. And she was with another lady. So I'm rapping for these women in, in Central Park. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so great. Can we hear another one? And I'm like, okay. So I rapped again. And then she was just like, I think she got on the phone or something, and her friend came over and said, Google YCA. And so I Googled the and found out that she was the founder of this foundation, the young artist, the young concert artist that was founded in 1961, and she, um, she's been doing it for like 56 years or something like that. And I was like, whoa, and she won all these awards and performed in front of the Clintons, and um, yeah, it was just nuts. And then after, you know, she got up and... She said, um, "You know, it was nice meeting you. What's your name?" And I told her, and then she said, "You know, send me, send me a, send me your album when it's done, and I'll send you a check." <laughs> and I was like, well, I, I love I, it. I was like, "I'll send you my <laughs> album, but I don't really care about money." So I was like, "But I appreciate it." And she's like, "Well, definitely send it to me." And I was like, "Well, if you remember me, I, I'll definitely send it to you." And she said, "Of course, I'll remember you." And she said my name, and she said, "What a great name," and and walked Aww, away, and I was like. Wow! Yeah, she was really nice. She was really cool, really cool. See, and I never, you never know, like who you're gonna meet out here.
1: Exactly, exactly. You were in the right place at the right time, and she approached you, and she appreciated your work. That's terrific.
0: Well, that's one of these things that I I was thinking about lately. I, there's like been real pivotal moments. Not that this is like a, a major deal, but there's been pivotal moments in my life where I think because before I left the house. I I was contemplating not bringing that book because I was like why I don't want to carry it because I'm not going to bring my backpack with me. So I literally was thinking I wasn't going to bring this book and then I thought, well I don't want to be stuck on my phone. I need to read something I haven't read this yet. And I brought it and I'm like if I never would have brought that book, she never right. would have she never would have talked to me because she would right. have seen the book. And so I think about things like that. And I'm like, wow, like there's a lot of points in my life where I think if I wouldn't have done this specific thing, then this wouldn't have happened. And that's when you feel like, wow, it's, it's really you really realize how much fate is yes. like in charge of it or luck or destiny. And I hate to I don't want to spice it up, but. I do feel like it's it's, absolutely right. You have choices, but I always feel like if you're doing what you should be doing, then life will guide you into where you need to be somehow.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better.
0: The more moments you, you notice like that, where you're like, if I didn't just do this little thing, then this big thing wouldn't have happened. You just start to realize how, how important it is to follow exactly what you think you should be doing. And I'm not saying you can't make mistakes and and go off a cliff and stuff, but of it's just course, I'm saying when, when things align for the right reasons, there's a weird feeling you get and it feels yep. really good and really special and and it's almost like a reassurance, like a reassuring feeling. Do you ever feel like that?
1: Absolutely. Like I told you that quote, I love that quote. You don't always know what's right, but you know what's wrong. So if you go with what you think is right and even if it doesn't turn out you're still guided, you know. You know you have that feeling, that that gut instinct or whatever it is. That's that's what it is. And I I saw on Facebook, and I every once in a while I see on Facebook. You know how they have quotes and stuff, not just not from people, but people like share. Yeah. And there's one about don't count your moments, but make your moments count. Mm. It's something like that, and that's so true. I mean yeah like i said you you don't always know, but if you go with your feeling, you were in the right time the right place at the right time, and you did you brought your book that's that's definitely fate.
0: Definitely. yeah and i and I think that obviously i mean I've had feelings that I've followed that have led me in some in some areas I probably shouldn't have been, but I always turn those into lessons and yep, exactly it's like you know you could i don't know i. I think the older you get too, you start realizing where those moments were more confusion and you didn't really go with your gut. You kind of like suppressed your gut and you, and you chose not to listen to your gut versus really leaning into what you felt. And you're, you're almost like, um, what do you call it? Like It's like if your parents tell you something and, and you kind of know that they're right, but you want to rebel against them. I think when you're young, you, you rebel against your own gut. Feeling sometimes you're yes. like I'm gonna just not. I know that this feels wrong, but I can make it right because you want to yep. take some sort of control, and you don't want to believe that there's something else telling you that this isn't correct, or even your inner instinct. You want to kind of you want to take control over your own life, and um, I think when you kind of just listen to yourself as as you get older, you start to understand the language, your inner language, and absolutely, it leads you in in better places, and then you reap benefits from that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with you. And and um, because you said something the other day when we were talking about, you know, you you wish you could go back and listen to your little, not little little boy, but your younger self. And that's important too, because you for you, I feel, and not just because you're my son, I've told you this before, that you were a very old soul when you were little. You had insight into things that I just didn't. Well, even Dad, we talked about it. That I mean, you were you know seven, six, seven, and your insight into things and the way you looked at things for a little guy, it was like a grown up. So, for you, that's a specialty, and you should follow what you because again, I I just some of the things that came out of your mouth, I couldn't believe
0: yeah i I feel like I'm so far removed from that kid that, that kid knew like right from wrong instantly I think maybe he didn't understand all the the ins and outs, but definitely had more of a solid stance on things than I do now because I'm influenced by you know e- exterior forces but
1: but you still weed out, you still weed out you haven't you still don't go against yourself. You you that inner self of yours that's upfront.
0: Well, I think sometimes I take
1: that away from you. Nobody.
0: But I think sometimes I feed into impulses that I don't want necessarily believe are right or like things that I don't want to be. Like, you know, sometimes But I think
1: you step back. I think you step back though. And when push comes to shove and it's time to do something, I do feel that you step back and just think about it. And then I think you you go with your your true gut. I do. I've seen it with you.
0: Well, I think there's a difference between, you know, doing the right thing when it comes to life decisions or just doing certain things that you not, might not necessarily believe that you should be doing, but you just, you just do it. And then afterwards you feel like, why did I do that? But those, those, but things- it hasn't
1: been, they haven't been like, I don't mean serious where you could get into trouble there. They've just been, I don't know. I, I cause I don't know. But knowing you the way I knew you when you were younger, it, it, it wasn't like life changing. You didn't do anything crazy that would have been really devastatingly life changing for you.
0: Well, I think when I was younger, I definitely did.
1: Well, because, Well, but now, because you are definitely a survivor and you have survivor instincts and you've got street smarts. And that's very important because I was talking to someone. And she did tell me, she said, you know, James might not have the education like college wise, but he's definitely got common sense and street smarts. And that's sometimes even more valuable.
0: Yeah, I was definitely lived with
1: your experience.
0: Yeah, I was never going to go to college for sure. Do you guys think Well, that's fine? Did you guys ever, ever want me to go to college at all?
1: You know, when I observed and what you were going through in high school. I could relate to that because like I said I only have a half a semester at schoolcraft and um my father asked me cuz I I mean I was flunking out I admit it I I wasn't interested and um he said well what do you want to do I said I want to go to work cuz I he, he I mean we talked about it he said you're wasting your time and my money I said I want to get a job so that's what I did and it worked out not everyone has to go to college not everyone's a uh A perfect student. Some people are are born to be students and to you know live or learn from books. You were not that person, but you've learned from other things and you read. You don't necessarily have to be, you know, in school in college.
0: You don't. Yeah. No, I know, but I I do. Sometimes I look at like who Grandpa was and not not your dad, but Dad's dad. Like how he was a chemist, and and then Aunt Joanne, who's who was um. You know, she was a teacher herself yeah. and her husband was what, a principal? And yes, I don't know. I just look at like some people in our family and I wish that maybe I could have gravitated towards being more of a student because I do like to learn, but I just never could latch on to the way maybe it was the way people taught. I don't know. I can't. I, well, I just everyone never learns it. differently. Yeah, I never and liked See,
1: it. my dad didn't go to college either. But at that time, when he, you know, got into his job, he didn't have to have a college degree grandma worked in a factory. She didn't have college either. She hardly, she barely, because of health reasons, you know, barely made it through high school, but they, they did a great job.
0: What was your job when you, when you met dad, what were you doing?
1: When I met, Oh, I was working for, um, I was working for the census bureau, downtown Detroit. I was working for the government with the census bureau. And then I, switched to alcohol, tobacco and firearms and when we transferred to New York. He didn't have a
0: job, did he, when he met when he met No. You. <laughs> this guy. He well, had, he had
1: a job. He worked for Philip Morris when I met him. But then when he came to Michigan. That's a, that's
0: a cigarette company or what? Yeah.
1: Yep. Tobacco Company.
0: And, and, is, and then, are there actual cigarettes called Philip Morris cigarettes or what, what did, were that what is um, that? It sounds like a law this, firm.
1: No, no, Philip Morris <laughs> was a tobacco company. And they did, uh, Virginia Slims.
0: Oh, okay. So they did have like different brands. Benson and Hedges. Yeah. 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 And
1: he was a sales he rep. You used to
0: smoke those. I remember.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so he, he, but he, so he worked for Philip Morris. That, it was funny when I talked to dad as a lot of times he was, I think one time he broke a he, uh, broke into a, a door. We had locked some, some type of door. I don't know if it was at the salon or whatever, but. I just remember him picking a picking a lock somehow and I'm like, how did you how do you know how to pick this lock? And he's like, oh, I used to work. I used to work with locks, <laughs> so I know how they work. and uh <coughs> yeah, he always like had it was weird or like when we when we had like an organ or something that we, we always had an organ for some reason in every yeah, apartment. Yeah. I'm like, where are we getting these organs? Like he had money to get <laughs> organs, but but he started he would play the organ and I'm like, when did where did you learn how to play organ? Oh, I used to sell organs. Yeah, he just always had, (laughs) he always had a (laughs) job. He was a salesman. Yeah. He was a salesman boy. He sold shoes. He sold what? He sold shoes. He said, yes, he worked
1: for Baker shoe store.
0: I mean, it was almost, Oh no, no,
1: no, it wasn't Baker's. It was Tom McCann. He worked for Tom McCann.
0: Yeah. It was one of those things where you're like, what, just tell me what you didn't do. So then I could narrow down (laughs) all the things you did. (laughs) He was a janitor at the first
1: Presbyterian church in Midland.
0: Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, how long did you hold these jobs? Did you just have one for a week? Because you can't (laughs) you can't have 50 jobs when you're 20 without some sort of problems or switching from one to another. So obviously the guy because I as long as I knew him, what he was 20, he was no, he was 33. Right. When I was born, he was already a hairstylist. So that means yes, I'm 33 now. This dude had way more jobs than I had. So <laughs> yes, what was he yes. doing? Working for a week at a time and just bouncing I've, around or what?
1: It, he, he was a very colorful character. Very colorful character, your dad. And
0: oh, man. He was the rainbow. He was the walking rainbow. He
1: was definitely the walking rainbow. I mean, he... When I first met him, he was telling me he moved, he moved like twenty seven times in thirty three years. He was
0: oh, who's oh my that? God. Sound like I was I moved five times in New York <laughs> within <laughs> the five years that I lived once every year. That was bad.
1: Well, you know, but you uh when you did, you moved up. So that's
0: you well, know, except all used when to I say- moved to that couch. Except when I moved to that couch. When I was living with uh, those two guys, I'm not going to say their names, but when I was right, living right, with right. with my friends. And I slept on their couch. I, cause I was paying five hundred for a room, and then in the Heights, and then I moved to Bed and I was paying three hundred. And I slept on their couch. I didn't even have a bedroom. So when they brought people over, it was like, okay, everyone's just walking around. I want to go to sleep, and that was that was definitely a step back. But it but it was a step back to go forward. I guess I don't know.
1: But I tell you, and I don't, I don't, I've never met them in person. But the fact that I do know them a little bit, I, that's when I had, I was, I felt safe for you.
0: That's I'm glad you I, did. Cause I didn't, cause that neighborhood was crazy.
1: <laughs> but the fact that you were living with, with them, I, I felt safe that you were with them is what yeah. I'm trying to
0: say. Yeah. No, they're, rather they're good Rather than up guys. in the Heights. Yeah. 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 They were good guys. They, uh, I mean, but people were getting like shot on the corner and like, it it was just, it it was bad there, but it wasn't as bad as it was back in the day, but it was still not good. And yeah. Yeah, but The fact that
1: you had them, them, I, that I was, I felt better than when you were up in the the Heights.
0: Well, one of them was, uh, he was an engineer, like, and he was helping me with my album. It wasn't, I didn't finish. I finished an album, but I didn't do it the right way. So I wasn't able to put it out, but we, uh, yeah, we finished the whole album in a few months, which I've I n- yeah, had was- never worked, I'd never worked that fast before. It was we were kind of just feeding off each other. I was I remember I was writing a lot of my songs when I was waiting in the freight area while I was delivering mail, and I would just because I would just be waiting there for the elevator, and I, yeah, I, I wrote a bunch of stuff. I'd come home and tell him I'd be like, hey man, I got a new song. Can we can we record this? And then he'd record me, and he'd be like mixing it throughout the entire night blasting speakers and we had a, a there was a mom and a daughter that lived underneath us and they never complained it was like I couldn't even i I could sleep through it it was weird I could sleep but he was blasting I would wake up at like three or 4 a.m he's still blasting music and he has to be to work at eight and it's like four in the morning and he's sitting there drinking and smoking cigarettes and he's I'm just like dude this guy and so that he was really he's he's a good guy he's
1: he's a good guy he yeah. is Truly, yeah. I, every once in a while, I'll I'll hit him up on Facebook, and he he answers me back, and it's all total respect. It
0: oh really man, is. He, and he and they were like, it was such a, it was so funny because it's such a toxic environment, but also like such a lovable environment. Like it's like yeah yeah you got alcohol, cigarettes, uh, <laughs> just like. <laughs> all the time, just smoke in the air and alcohol. And then you'd have, but like, you'd have this love and like this family foundation. We'd be be watching movies, sports or or mute. We'd be doing music. It was awesome.
1: Well, I knew that because I felt respected. Like I'll never forget. I sent an Easter basket for those guys. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, I sent you the Easter basket, but I sent them some candy or something or whatever. And and the other one he just said he hasn't had a easter bunny in like forever yeah they really and love that i i just and then i remember i called you the first thanksgiving you were gone and um the one is hey mom happy thanksgiving you know yeah, i just always yeah. felt yeah that the, that they really respected me and liked me and and i never met them in person and that yeah. that's That's cool. That's That's, very cool.
0: That's one of the qualities that I feel like you have where anyone that's my family or that looks out for me, you definitely, you kind of become, you take them under your uh, sort of motherly wing or something, or you always consider them family. If they're, if they're my brothers to me, then they're my brothers to you. And I always think that that's a great quality. Well, I have that with your
1: one brother. I had that with, I have that with your one brother that you see, you know, that you do podcasts with. I hit him up the other day and I, you know, told him that I really enjoyed your podcast, that they're funny. Yeah. And he, he said, Hey mom, hope you're doing well. You know, he, he answered me back. So
0: yeah. He's, yeah. Cause he's I, uh, he's one of my best friends. He's not even a best friend to me. He's a real brother. He's your brother. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Even, and even I, um my friend that's in prison right now, he still tells me all the time. He's like, tell your mom. I said, hi, I love her. And she, and he says that all the time. I mean, every time we talk, he's like, how's your mom? And yeah, it's, he's just, uh, because he remember you know, he's still the same kid. He remembers us sitting down and eating Lunchables and, um, (laughs) you know, he, it's so funny if you heard his voice, it's, it's like, you know, in the beginning it was kind of, it was kind of sad, you know, when you're, you're hearing your friend and you know, like that their potential and how much was wasted and how much time was wasted. But when you start talking to him after, after a few weeks, you get used to it and then and you just get to a point where you're like, man, he's um, he's surviving in there and he's doing what he has to do. And he's still the same kid. But yet he's 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 got a better mind state and our state of mind. And he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I hope, I, so. I, I hope I really that when hope he gets so. out, he'll be fine. Yeah, I
1: hope so. I hope he can start over and just because he deserves it. He deserves it. He had a rough life. So well, he did his rough. time. He
0: did his time. So he's I mean, he's. Hopefully he'll be out he'll be out soon. I can't believe he's been in there that long. I don't really think I don't I don't understand the prison system to the point where I don't I don't get at what point is it supposed to be rehabilitating for somebody like when you're in there right. for 10 plus years what what's going to you know how are you going to learn where are you going to go from there what what's going to happen you're it's like how many iPhones upgrades and new computers have come out and the life is he's almost stuck in this time warp. Yep. Where he can't yep. even, what is he going to do when he gets out? But I think about that sometimes. And I'm like, I don't think that people shouldn't be punished if they're not conforming to normal society and, and whatever. But I just don't, I don't understand what we're trying to do with that. I, I It's hard. Yeah, especially,
1: especially the way we know him, because people don't know him and they judge. And he's not like, a, you know, like, a, well. He's not a career criminal, number one, and he didn't do anything. I mean, he did, but not like a murderer or, you know what I'm saying? It it wasn't a violent, well, I don't know, but you know what I'm trying to get at.
0: Yeah, we don't have have to get to the details. It's him,
1: and I've known him since he was in high school, and you know what? That's, I think, the person inside that he still is. He was just, he had
0: a rough life. That's all. Yeah, I, and, I just but you know I'll tell you this, and this isn't this isn't to this isn't talking about him, but I also do believe that there's a there's a weird nature versus nurture thing where, um, yeah, you know, I, I I don't believe that if Hitler had three more hugs, he wouldn't have killed all those Jews. You know, I, I I do think that there's something inside that there's no way you can stop somebody from being who they who they are regardless of the environment yes. that they're brought up in I, I i don't know if that's true but I, I have
1: someone right that agrees with you absolutely
0: yep yeah i just i i just think that there's something in there. it's just like when you said like um you know where does that old soul come from when you're a kid i don't think that you guys taught me to be an old soul it just was who i was there's there's certain things you're born with that make you who you yep. are and i think some of exactly. those things are good and some of those things are evil yep
1: yeah yeah and that's very true Like you know, you're talking about, well, this person and I talk about adopted children all the time. And, you know, you can adopt a child and give them the best life and give like I could adopt a child and give them what you had. And yet they could turn out to be, you know, a child molester or uh, a murderer or whatever. And that's the nurture. I mean, the nature where I could have, you know, na- nurtured this person. And, you know, they could just like, there was a, there's a um, example of a story here where I live. The aunt and uncle adopted a niece. And when she was in high school, she got her boyfriend to try to kill her parents.
0: Yeah, that's, um, I think um, my aunt and I talked about that too, that there's but not even that. Like I love I love this phrase uh, – I don't know if it's a phrase, but whatever. This conversation Thomas Sowell had one time and he was talking about equality. And he was saying that, you know, you he was talking about inequality in people, but he was saying, you know, rarely do you find anywhere where there's equal representation or uh just people having the same finances equally, because even in the same household, you could have two kids in the same with the same parents. And yep. raised the same under the same roof, and they don't even end up in the same places. So, Correct. how can you expect people from different areas in life to end up in the same place or to all be good? And I exactly, think, you know, it go yeah, it goes it goes further than that. Like I, I don't well, know. look at
1: in my family, my brother was totally different than me. I mean, we had different personalities. We yeah. just
0: did. Yeah. We were
1: raised by the same
0: parents. Well, and look at and not to be funny, but look at look at his son and how. How different his son was from him.
1: Yes, yes,
0: absolutely. So, yeah. it's,
1: which isn't a bad thing. I mean, it's okay. It's just different.
0: That would have been fine if they were the same. I'm just saying it's weird yeah, yeah. how you can have, you know, you can totally see sometimes when kids get something from their parents, and then there's yes. some kids where you're like, "Who are your real parents? And where, where, where <laughs> did they drop you off? Who That's what you I off? say about you. <laughs> That's yeah. what I say
1: about you. Who are your real parents? I hate to tell you, but you you were adopted.
0: Do you do you ever <laughs> th- wonder sometimes like where I get music from or where I get writing from? Yes. Was, was there was, was there anybody in our family that had that? I mean, I guess Dad's brother was a musician for a while, right? Yeah,
1: but I mean, as far as and a writer, and I I've told you this before. I couldn't write a poem right now to save my life. I don't know how to rhyme, and Dad Dad did. Dad knew how to. He he would. Write these funny poems to me, but they were stupid. But anyway, I mean, he made the rhyme and he just, yeah. So maybe maybe you got that from your dad. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, maybe it's dad. I mean, he was definitely out there. He had some, he he was out there. Oh my
1: God. Yeah, he was. But he could do anything. He could, yeah, these stupid, I have cards from him where he would make up these stupid poems. I I don't know, but yeah, they'd rhyme. I, I can't do that. I just can't.
0: Yeah. He was definitely a different type of guy for sure. Yes, he was. And he,
1: you know, he forced me to do things that I, that pushed me, that bettered my life. And that's, I'll always love him for that. I think that's one of the reasons.
0: Yeah. Those are weird. I think those are really good qualities in somebody, just somebody that can make you a better person. Yes. And believes in you maybe more than you believe in yourself exactly those are really those are really good people to be around just people that see all your all your your talents or your abilities I guess that you don't even see and then they can help you unlock those or tap into those
1: and he did you know for me he did I he was a pain in the ass because I didn't want it you know like changing jobs and you don't know what you're worth and those people aren't and that's I told you that's why I love that movie that certain movie but it's like OK, but talking about
0: didn't... talking about A Star is Born, which is so I mean, can you isn't that crazy that I saw Lady Gaga on the street? I know. I thought that I could, you know, I just envy you. I think that was so cool. I cannot I just believe that.
1: Her. I loved her in that movie. I love that movie. I've seen it. I told you at least 50 times and people may not believe it. But I when that movie. I latched onto that movie at a very. um Very sad time in my life, and I relate. But yeah, great movie, and that always will mean something special to me because that character was your dad. I mean, not to the extent, but yeah, yeah.
0: And she, Lady Gaga, really did a good job in that movie, I thought. And she, she was like, yes. uh, Actually, if I never would have saw that movie, I never would have known that that was her because she really looks different without makeup. Yes, but. (laughs) I swear, we locked eyes and I'm like sitting there trying to figure out who it is. I'm like, she looks so familiar. Did I work with her? I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain just trying to figure out who it was. And then finally, when she was crossing the street, I realized I'm like, oh, man, it was Lady Kaga. And that's when I called you. And it's crazy because she just bought a house in our old neighborhood that I was actually walking in.
1: Yeah, I know. Huge, I, we huge, looked it huge,
0: up. Well, she bought a building, basically. It's like six yeah, stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's on 15th Street. It's on, I think it's on 17th.
1: Okay. So well, she's so like one had, street away
0: from where we used to, Or, or us. you might be yep. right. You might be right. It could be It could be 15th, but whatever. We were on 16th. And yep. she, yep. yeah, she lived yeah, on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just nuts. I'm like, I can't believe. And she had no, no, like no makeup on, just running. But she's still pretty.
1: She's not, you know, yeah, she's like everybody some, looks
0: better with makeup, but she's, eh, she's beautiful. I don't know. She's I, a beautiful soul. I'm not, I'm definitely not. I don't think that everyone looks good, better without, I just don't like the fact that people wear makeup and, and you can really like alter your face. Wow. Well, it's really strange. Some people, I just don't like, I just don't like make, I don't like the idea that like, uh, I don't like the idea that you have to, you have to alter the way you look to impress people. Well, it's, it's not really altering it's just it's it's enhancing. Yeah, but it's not it's not really you. Like it's not I mean Well, no, but and I I can understand making like look, I I trim my beard up, I try to make myself presentable, but at the same time all that stuff is within me. So it's not if anything I'm taking things away, I'm shaving or whatever, but I'm not I'm not adding to. Well, so I don't no. I, I don't know. I just don't like I don't I don't like the idea that we have to that we have to lean into our looks so much in this in this world because too many people get hung up on that
1: yeah and especially for younger women i'm gonna say younger women that's an issue and that's that's very sad
0: yeah i I just never and very sad i never describe people like that either (laughs) like if i meet a girl that's really special i never talk about how beautiful she is i mean i might say she's She's beautiful, but it's weird because what I mean is who she is on the inside. So if I say like she's beautiful, it's only because I'm physically attracted to her because of who she is. So it's weird. I just think beauty is something else, but whatever. But
1: but what you see is the first impression. You don't see the inside, you see the outside.
0: No, you do, but I I feel like there's. And that's what there's got to be something. Well, because how do you know what she's like? She could
1: be a real witch, but you see the face, and you know possibly her looks and the body, and that attracts you. And then,
0: hey, yeah, but not got- even. I've I've seen I've seen. Well, I'll say this: I've seen. Look, I've always thought when Nona Rider was beautiful always and Winona Ryder is not like the typical model at all she just looks different and she looks unique and I think that that's there's always something yeah there's physical things of course that stand out but they're not just they're not just um pegged as like assets like they're not boobs no, no. or a butt or thick thighs right, right. or I mean, yeah I guess the man in me thinks that those things are attractive too but that's more sexually that's more like yes. a sexual thing. I'm, t- I'm talking about, you know, sometimes you'll see somebody and just be like, man, I just want to get to know that person. I don't know what it is, but however they look, I just want to get to know that person. So I don't know. And it's that, something different. And that's
1: what um, Gaga said about uh, Bradley because he wanted to strip her down to just herself. And, you know, it, it, she said it was very hard for her because she was telling the story one time. She, in the very beginning of the movie she showed up on set and she had just foundation on and he said do you have makeup on and he took his handkerchief or a t- tissue or whatever and ran it down her cheek and he said no take it off I just I don't want any makeup on you so that's that's very hard and but I yeah he i love that movie
0: <laughs> yeah he probably saw he saw something in her that yeah i think she's absolutely i, I think she's pretty I, I mean i think she's out there a little bit which we all are i guess but um i don't know how i don't know how much her, her and i soul. would get along in real life but, but i think she her heart's in the right place and she's the nice absolutely she's a nice person i just don't want her to tell me who to vote for but um <laughs> <laughs> that's i just i just don't tell me who to vote for but but i do think that lady gaga is super talented i wish she'd make more music that's um sort of like that movie that's more stripped down and more real. She yeah, makes a lot of yeah. pop music, which is good. I think, I think her pop music is good too, but I wish she'd be more of a musician, more of a, you know. Well, I want to
1: see her new movie um, that she made about um, the house of Gucci. That's
0: oh yeah. Of yeah.
1: I can't wait to see that. I want to see it. And I think what's sad is the fact that she and Bradley will probably never do another movie together. That makes me sad. Why do you think that is? Well, because just like, just like when you think of The Godfather, who do you think of? Either Marlon Brando, Pacino. Or Robert De Niro. Now, De Niro has made other movies. That's great. But when you think of, you know, The Godfather, Marlon Brando, he was The Godfather. So maybe if he would have lived, it would have been hard for him to get other roles. You know, it's just like the stereotypical roles that some people are put into. Because when if they did another movie together, it would be, oh, you know, Jackson and and um Allie. Well, no, they could do oh, another I see, see what, what I'm saying. I see what you're
0: saying. They they kind of did that already with Bradley Cooper and um Jennifer Lawrence in a way. Like I think he was in she was in this movie called Joy, where she played the she, Yes. She played that girl. And I think Bradley Cooper played her her love interest in that movie.
1: It and- wasn't a love interest, but he was trying to promote her career
0: on QVC. Oh, okay. So, or HSN, right? I think it was HSN. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but th-
1: then they, but then you always remember them in Silver Lightning Playbook,
0: right? That's what I mean. Yeah, it was, yeah. was kind of.
1: And she was also in, um, what was the other movie they did together? Um, oh, with Christian Bale and, uh, oh, God, it was, oh, was it a hu- Christ-
0: Hustlers or, or no, uh, American, oh, wasn't it American, American- Hustle?
1: Yes. American Hustle. Yeah. And yeah, that one's not so much, but Silver Lining Playbook. Good. Great movie. You know what love else it. is
0: weird? I was thinking about you guys, you guys, you and dad both love movies. I love movies. Where, did you guys always love movies growing up? Was that like a thing? I did. I
1: did. Well, your dad used to tell me I live in Hollywood because I like the love story.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he loved movies, too. I remember he told but not me. not the when- same kind. No, not the same kind, but he told me one time that um, him and him and my brother could never watch movies because my brother felt like it was a waste of time, whereas dad and I could watch all types of movies. And we, yes, we sort of broke those movies down. And we really, we really studied.
1: You loved loved movies since you were a little boy, all kinds of you loved, like, you know, the werewolf and Frankenstein and um, you like Jurassic Park and. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love
0: Jurassic Park. Yeah, that was that was definitely a movie. Yeah.
1: And I always loved movies. I yeah, because it you know it's an escape to Never Never Land.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, to me, it's also like just storytelling. It's kind of what I do with music. I try to. It's just another form of painting a picture for somebody, or you know. And
1: I usually, as old as I am, I still get involved. I mean, really, obviously involved in some movies i mean like i watch them over and over again i you know
0: yeah i mean i i do too normally I, i'll put a movie on before i go to sleep but i do it so that my brain doesn't race all over the place and i can kind of focus on one thing it's almost like a meditation type thing like i'll pick a movie i've seen already a million times so i can focus on the yeah. the whatever they're saying the the dialogue until i pass out because if, if i go to I, sleep to silence i can't
1: no me either and, but if I like a movie, I can watch it. Oh my gosh, forget it. Many, many times. Like, I remember your aunt, your cousin um, in Indiana. I, uh, what was the movie? I think I bought her for Christmas. I bought her, I think it was 27 dresses. Oh,
0: with or, Ka- no. Catherine Heigl. No, no. I know
1: Catherine, what no, it was. Not... It was P.S. I Love You. And when she took a trip to Michigan, she brought it back to me because I, I, I had it, but I couldn't find my copy. And she brought it back to me. And I said, you're not going to watch it again? And she said, no. Why would I watch it again? I've seen it. I said, okay.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> de- I mean, I can read books over. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can definitely read. I can read my favorite book all the time. Sometimes you need a reminder. Yeah. So I don't know. Yes. I like, I like reading. It's just like songs though. I want to listen to the same song more than once. I want to, li- I go back to albums all the time. I haven't heard in a while. Well, who's
1: it? you know me with my artists who do I always listen to yeah I've like Prince or little...
0: Elvis or Bruno Mars or
1: Neil Diamond
0: yeah you know Neil Diamond. Barbara
1: I mean that's not that I don't like the newer artists and I do like a little bit of country now that I've been I Chris Young oh my gosh he's a new Blake Shelton I like him and the old guys I liked um Kenny Rogers I, Chris Christopherson,
0: I think you liked right Chris Christoph. Yeah, I can't get, I can't get down with country. I don't know what it is. I just don't. Ronnie s-
1: Millsap, oh my
0: god! Mm-hmm. I told you, I, I'm
1: not trying to interrupt you, but the, before, I have to do this before I forget, Ronnie Millsap. After my divorce, I got into country music because I guess I needed to cry and just get over it. Yeah. And he did this one song, and it's called "I Wouldn't Have Missed It for the World." Oh my gosh, that! So then I started Dolly Parton. I love some of her stuff. Uh, she did a song called Hard Candy Christmas. It's great.
0: Do you ever remember yeah. me? Did I ever like uh, rap to you when I was, you know, when I first started rapping? Did I ever read any lyrics to you or was I kind of quiet you about that?
1: Yeah, you wouldn't let me, you wouldn't let me see what you were doing. <laughs> the only time that you let me see was that video that you did with, uh, for the, for the, for the contest.
0: Oh, the one I did with my girlfriend at the time. Yep. Yeah. But
1: you never let me see your, any of your, your writings
0: or. Oh, I didn't tell you. She actually contacted me and texted me. She did. Yeah. She was just like, you know, just reaching out, seeing how you're doing. So we talked for a little bit. That was cool. And I told her that you ran into her and she's like, yeah, I saw your mom's cute self. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
1: so you talked to her on the phone?
0: Well, we just texted, but I think it's, Yeah, yeah. she was trying to find my, she couldn't remember my number, I guess. And I was like, why don't you just, why don't, well, I was like, why don't you just text your mom? Because me and her mom still talk and Uh not, not all the time, but her son and I still talk and, and her mom and I still talk. Yeah. I'm pretty cool. It's pretty cool that I'm, I'm on speaking terms with all my exes and there's like no hard feelings.
1: I I think I couldn't believe that I saw her because she called out to me and we were actually going to that um, Chinese restaurant by um, Sally's Remember, you know, by. My Sally's on 25. Yeah. Okay. So I was there and I was with Aunt.
0: Well, we, I mean, we can just, my, yeah.
1: Okay. I was with my aunt and my cousin and I hear this, Hey, Trish. And I looked and I did not recognize her because she had blonde hair. Her hair was lighter.
0: She said she, she looked, has a, um, actually she has a disease right now. She has, um, Graves disease. And oh yeah so she yeah she says she's not um what did she say something about she only weighs like a hundred pounds, and I was talking to her, and I said, you know you I said wow you you have a hundred pounds, you were never that skinny even with when I was with you, and she was like no, I've never been this skinny, not even before she had her son and um yeah, she said she had graves disease, and then I looked that up because I didn't know what it was, and I guess it's right. like a hormone high no, it's not a hormone, it's a high what what do you call that the high
1: um no no, no. Thyroid.
0: thyroid that why did i say high thigh thyroid um yeah. issue and she said that also it's causing her to have i forgot what the other thing was but there's like effects that you can have if you have graves disease that pushes your eyeballs outward it's something oh. and it, and that's she has that like early signs of that where it makes your well, eyeballs I bulge. You, i didn't i look i went up to the car mm-hmm. the truck
1: she, to me she looked terrific i mean she had blonde hair that's why i didn't recognize it. she not that she wasn't pretty before because oh, I always she was always, she, yeah, she was she always was awesome. Really she pretty. Had beautiful eyes. She, she was beautiful, but in yeah. fact, every time this is weird, I was telling my aunt the other day, every time I hear that song by Bruno Mars, if I'm like on the treadmill or something and um, it's, it's the song. Um, oh God. I always think of her. What beautiful girls,
0: beautiful girl. Is that the one? It's like on his earlier album. Nothing on you. Oh no, is that B.O.B. Never mind, that's B.O.B. featuring Bruno no, Mars. No, no, it's called um, it's called. Grenade.
1: No, it's the second one after Grenade. It's because uh, her laugh, she hates, but I think it, it's so sexy. Oh man, I
0: can't remember. I,
1: remember the it's. I can't remember the the title, but it's like her laugh. She thinks. She hates, but I think it's so sexy because you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear that, I think of her every time.
0: Yeah. She had like such a good, uh, I mean, obviously we weren't good for each other, but she had a, she had like a really bubbly laugh that was contagious. Yes. She had, but she,
1: like I said, I walked up to her. I could not believe it was her, but she looked at that time. She looked terrific.
0: Yeah, she's and she's got like a really good heart. I just think we weren't good for each other, and I, we were young, and yeah. you know stuff happened. Sure. And she didn't have a and really good childhood either. So no, she she was a little wild and crazy. She was definitely out there. Um Yeah. And I tried to that that was somebody I tried to help out and tried to change Project. and thought that I could, yeah, thought that I could help. But um, yeah, I learned that, yeah. that that's not that's not the way to that's not that doesn't help. You you really can't help somebody. I don't think they have to help themselves. Yeah, and they have to want to to, change and want to be a specific person. You can't, you just can't, you can't make somebody be something they're not. They have to either be it or whatever. So there's a and they have to want to change.
1: They have to want to change. Like your dad went through that, and
0: well, but look at look at you. He tried to change you, and he tried to help. He tried to help you come out of your show more. I think it's the same thing. It just happened. It's just how do you receive that?
1: But I did.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying you have to be, I mean years later part. I did yeah
1: and and toward the end of his life, we went through a thing where I did change, and I don't know what happened, but we got so close, yeah, I mean, not that we weren't close, I was with him thirty four years, but then maybe two or three years before prior to when he got sick, I just gave it up, and I just said, this is the way he is and He's gonna be the way he is, and and then we bonded for sure, even more, even more, and I think he told you that,
0: yeah, yeah, he did yeah it's it's really cool that you guys were able to kind of not only get back together from from the separation but just also build a stronger bond than you had in the beginning, oh but yeah, he, we he were, was a different guy though anyway, I mean he was kind of more time- ta- yeah more tame and calm and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said he lived like six different lives and I believe that because sometimes I feel that, that way about myself when I think about the fire department or when I think about yeah. when I, like it's just these weird or even on being like a busser. Remember when I saved money to move to New York for the first time? Yep. And I would work at Olive Garden in the morning. So I'd get off. I'd start at like 1030 in the morning, get off at four. And then I would go home, change and then go to Coney Island at night and wash dishes. And it was just like that, for like five days a week, just straight up. Working one job and another. And some people have three jobs. So I I can't imagine that. But even working two jobs, I I look back and I'm like, who the hell was that guy?
1: Oh, yeah. You were you were. You were driven for sure, you were driven for sure,
0: yeah, now I'm like, oh, but- eight hours is a lot, or well no it's <laughs> no, no, it's not because I was doing sixteen on that truck, that was crazy, but I do I just that's that's another thing quitting quitting a desk job to be a truck driver just and didn't even have a license. I'm just like, I'm gonna go get this license, and but see what
1: I'm saying you are you are a survivor, you're driven instead of sitting around here for a year, even after you at Even after you quit, you know, before you had a goal, you knew what you were going to do. You had a plan, you, you planned it, you worked it and, and, oh my God, you've never. And that was one thing I always pride myself in, which is crazy, I guess now in this day and age, but I never quit a job before I had another one.
0: Never that you, you instilled that in me. And that was the first time I think I've ever done that was this time, but I could not handle that job anymore. And because of were, that, but you
1: still, but you still
0: were working. You were getting your license. You
1: were going to school. You were working towards something.
0: Well, I wasn't you've going never to never
1: been sc- on, on a, no for the, for your license.
0: Well, I only took two classes, but I, but I wasn't but still,
1: you knew what you were, you knew what you wanted to do. And, and you've never been on unemployment.
0: Neither no. have I no. never
1: in my, in all my, I mean, I, like I said, I went to work when I was 16, never been on unemployment. Because I've never been without a job.
0: No, but that was a scary feeling because that was the first time in my life I didn't have income, and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh man, I'm I'm riding on this cushion I saved up, and it's running out." And I I did not feel confident that I was going to pass my test yet, and I had to keep studying and keep studying. And then finally, but you did it. Yeah, finally did I did it. it. Yeah, that, that was
1: I. Yeah, you. Yeah. I'm telling you, you. I'm so proud of you. You. You're just. Yeah. You're just, I, I don't know sometimes who you are. From when I think about you in ninth grade, 10th grade, you were driving me crazy. I don't know who this person is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I went through I think a lot. You're, you are adopted. I just want to tell you that. I might have been I, I been. I might have been. I might have been dropped off by somebody <laughs> and they just didn't want me. But uh, thank God you guys took me in. I think. Yeah, um, we took you in. We felt sorry for you. Oh, man. I was going to say something. I can't remember. I was. uh, sorry. I was thinking about um I was thinking about that job though and how how draining it was. Dad said something to me like he always it's funny this is what I was going to say. He used to say this phrase. It's funny because the phrase that he said was instilled in me. He said if you're on time you're late, so be early. You know, he always he always used to yeah, say yeah. that. He'd be like if you're on time you're late, be early. Yep. And I remember yep. that. And because of that man i've probably been late maybe twice in my entire life not and i'm not even joking like i'm always early and i'm extra early so and it's funny because when i actually think about that phrase that's who you really are so it's funny because <laughs> dad said that but he yeah. was he was the guy that would sleep in and start work at at Thank noon you. when he had his own business yep. And make yep. it on his time. But yet you're the one that has to start at eight and you're sitting at seven 30 or seven 20 or seven o'clock having breakfast in your car before they open up the bank. And yep. I'm always yep. like, wow, that's me. I, it's like, I, that phrase sticks in my head from dad, but I feel like I get my work ethic from you.
1: Yep. I thank you. Cause that couldn't I, work I, for
0: anybody anyway. Correct. Which is probably why you had 30,000 jobs. <laughs>
1: and. I don't know if you remember when you were little, but he'd sleep. We had to go to church on Sunday and I was up at like, you know, five, six. I'd get myself ready. I had to get you ready. And it, the the uh, the service started at 11 and we walked to church because we went on Fifth Avenue, First Presbyterian Church. And I remember during the summer, by the time I got to church, I was perspiring like crazy. Because we had to walk really fast. Because he'd get up at like twenty-five to eleven, and we'd have to leave at ten too. Because he wasn't ready. He'd get ready in fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, get in the shower, shave. We're done. What Me, you... I've been up since six thirty, five thirty. Yeah, you're got still got the baby ready. Got the got myself ready. Got the baby ready. Woke him up. Got him coffee. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, you're still like that. You you take you know you take four hours to get ready. Did you, uh, I do not. Did, did you, what did you think about his braid and when did he start growing his hair out? I never asked you that. Cause he had that long braid that went down to his butt. I didn't, I didn't like it. I don't know why I
1: didn't like it, but believe it or not, I have it. I have, cause he had that long braid and then he had kind of a, like, I have his hair. Still
0: right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He put it on the wall. He, 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 he cut but the I braid it. off. Yeah, he yep. cut the braid off, bat, put it on the wall. Yeah. But that's insane. I still remember that. Oh, yeah. When did he, Uh, I mean, as long as I knew I him, know. he had the long braid.
1: When he, I think, well, definitely when he was in Canada. But before he moved to Canada, he had short hair. Maybe um, his friend didn't like it. I don't know. But yeah. Wait, wait but he had that when
0: I was born, though. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, when did he have, when did he decide to grow, grow that out? He just decided
1: when we were living here. Yeah, he decided. And I, I remember I hated it because he'd wear it in a ponytail. What? But he didn't have it. No, he did not have it when he was in beauty school.
0: What? No, I know. Cause I saw that picture. What, what, uh, you know, here's, here's another funny thing that I'm starting to realize now is there's a lot of things he did that you hated. He had a, he had that beard that he was... Remember when he had that beard that he... The Amish he beard. He looked like an Amish dude.
1: I... Oh, my God. We were going someplace that weekend, like on a weekend. And I said, if you don't shave that off, I'm not going with you. I'm just not doing it. I,
0: I, I refuse. Do you ever feel like sometimes, just because of how his personality was, he did these things just to get to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I know this he, is gonna annoy my wife. I just know it, and I and I, <laughs> and I love it. I I feel like he's that yeah. guy that he would do that.
1: But he, but it was always in a loving way. He no, but that's what, that's what I, I yeah, mean. That's what I mean. Yeah.
0: Like in a in a funny way. That's kind of his dad's personality. I feel like he was. Yes, you know, absolutely. getting on his wife's nerves, but just to just to see her get upset because he he found humor yep. in it. Not like a oh, serious yeah. upset, but.
1: Do you remember it was my birthday and our anniversary? I don't know if you were home. Um, Your aunt was over. I think your two aunts were over. And we were in Birchville. And um, he, now now this is the way his mind worked. He literally was at the synagogue. He was, you know, with them. Took a ride to Jared's jewelry store. Mm -hmm. Got out of the car. Took a selfie in front of Jared's. Developed the picture, made a frame for it, and on the bottom, I still have it. It's upstairs. I still have it, and typed out. He went to Jared's,
0: right? Like the commercial.
1: Correct. So I was expecting a piece of jewelry, but that was the present.
0: Yeah, the picture. Yeah, he <laughs> he was a he. Uh... I,
1: I couldn't believe it because I was waiting, you know, for something else. And I didn't, (laughs) I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get mad at him because, you know, we had company, but I thought how stupid you took that time to drive all the way to Jared's, get out of the car, take the picture, make the frame. And that's what you gave me. He went to Jared's. But
0: he made the frame, right? Like himself. Yes. I mean, that's love right there. That whole, that, that is just. Yeah.
1: And then he would get, I would get Tiffany catalogs. And he'd cut out pictures of bracelets and rings. And at Christmas time, he'd put them in a box and give them to me.
0: What do you think the weirdest thing he ever made was besides that?
1: The weirdest thing he ever made? Or I guess
0: like not weird, but the most strange or, or maybe the most surprising thing that he ever made. The that-
1: most surprising thing for me. Now, I'm saying this like off the top of my head. He made your, your um, memory box. I loved it. He made your little tiny undershirt from New York hospital with your baby rattle. It's a window box. And he hung it in your bedroom in New York, you know, your little bedroom in New York.
0: Well, it had the, it had the rattle, but okay. Yeah. It had the baby's toy, right? The little shaker. It, but had, then the it had the sterling silver rattle. Right. And, and it had your little undershirt. And he made the and undershirt?
1: It, no, no. Oh, okay. That's I was what say. you were.
0: That's what they put the babies in. Oh, the box he, that he, that the the window like box, the frame, it's like a framed window with box. glass, right? He made that, got the rope and, and got the thing where we could hang it on the
1: wall. Wow.
0: And yeah. I remember that. that. That's the crazy.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it was, I thank God I still have that. I loved it. That was, it was a big beautiful. thing in my
0: life. That was always in my room growing yep. up. Yeah. Yep. To, to remind me of that. how tiny I was, because you guys said mm-hmm. I was swimming in that thing too. Like that thing, it, that shirt. No, it was
1: too big for you. Yeah, the shirt was so small
0: already, and you guys were like, "That thing was big on you." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, I guess I've always you just swam been small. In it. Yeah,
1: yeah, you swam in it. Wow, I but didn't yeah, know he, he
0: made that though. I didn't know he made that. It,
1: it absolutely beautiful. Is there anything absolutely. else that you can think
0: of that he made that that kind of blew your mind a little bit? Or you were yeah, like, "He how- made
1: me a suit." He made me a suit with a blouse.
0: He sewed it he, for you? Yep. Cut out the
1: pattern, everything.
0: How did how did that, ha- wait, for what did he make that for? What was that for?
1: <clears throat> well, because he wanted, I had to wear, I, you know, I had to, my jobs were always, I had to dress up for work. And he wanted me to have a suit when I worked at um, ATF. Oh. And he just, yeah, he went, and it was a Jeffrey Bean suit, Jeffrey. It's, he's a designer. And yeah, he went and. Made me the
0: suit. I Wait, what do you, wait, hold on, because I'm lost now. You said there was a designer. What, what do you mean? He bought you a suit, or?
1: No, he made me, he didn't make the pattern. He bought the pattern, and it was for a Joffrey Bean suit. Joffrey Bean is a designer. Okay. So he went, he bought the material, he bought everything, and made me, sold me a suit. Wouldn't it be better to just pattern, buy one? What can I, you
0: know what, that was your dad. Why what, 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 and let that? me ask you this. So what what how did that go? Did you ever go, "Hey, how about I just buy the suit?" He wanted to do that for me. Oh my gosh. That's well, listen, best. if if there's any ladies out there listening, I'm never going to sew a suit for you because <laughs> you wouldn't be my lady anymore if I did that. You would look crazy. I wish I had some of that in my I, I wish I had that um type of talent. That he had. I wish you yeah, would pass that on to me because those things. I don't are, even have that. I don't even have that. I hated to sew. No, but he was, and he was also a good cook too. Like I wish I would have had. The, got I never got anything from this guy.
1: I listen. It's pretty bad when your husband can get stains out of your clothes doing laundry better than you. Okay, that was your dad, and he was the best cook. Um, we both did not like to clean, so we'd hire somebody. But yeah, I I never. But see, that was my thing, and I'm going to talk about me for a minute. I didn't. Grandma tried to teach me to cook because she was a good cook. Um, I'm not the best cleaner, I admit it. But if you need work done, like office work or computer work or whatever, I will work my tail off for you. And I did not mind working outside the home. In fact, to me, that was better. I'll do it. I'll do the job till I can't do it anymore. Right. But inside the house, I I just didn't have any interest, which was kind of bad because his mother was, you know, a clean freak. But yeah, so when he got me, I didn't have any of those any but he didn't he didn't seem to care. I, I don't know. But like I said, you know, I will work out for you and do whatever cuz i did it for the business toward the end right but the house you know the house could be a mess but i was working in the pole bar and i loved it
0: yeah so I, I didn't i don't think that I, I i don't think i would care if my wife didn't know how to cook or whatever i mean we'd figure it out or probably have fun trying to learn yeah but plus um, it,
1: i didn't have to cuz cuz he he did and then when he didn't feel like it we'd go out to eat but that was our lifestyle anyway in new york we never cooked in the apartment Well, he did every, like on Sunday. Oh gosh, I told you that story, right? He was, he hadn't gotten a clientele yet and he was still working for the two gentlemen that we went to New York for when he got his job. And I remember he sent me with a hundred dollars up to Balducci's on Sixth Avenue. And he said, go buy some steak because we were he was making dinner on Sunday. It was a Sunday. Well, I came home and I had two, pieces of filet and they were thick. I mean beautiful pieces of meat, two of them. So he said to me, he said, well, and this is he gave me the money, but it was like we had to like last a week. We had to last through the whole week. Because he would pay for the food and I my paycheck paid the bills. So he said to me, Well, where's my change? I said, what change? I I didn't have any change. Look at those that pieces of meat. They're beautiful and thick. He lost
0: it. So he, he was, you bought two pieces of steak for a week's worth of food. Yeah. And he, I, he, he,
1: I didn't know what he wanted. He sends me and tells me, go get two fillets. Well, the fillets, the one fillet could have fed us for like two days. And I bought two of them. He told me to buy two.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: And I, I spent all of our money that we'd have for the whole week. I, oh, my God. He was so upset with me. But I didn't know. Then yeah. go yourself. <laughs>
0: that's, that's wild.
1: Yeah, go yourself then. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Communication is the key. And sometimes we didn't have it.
0: Yeah, that's what they say.
1: Yeah. you gotta
0: That's what they tell say. Me, you know,
1: tell me exactly what you want because... But he would say that to me, too, on, on certain things. He goes, I can't read your mind. You have to tell me. And then my idea would be, if I have to tell you, then forget it.
0: You yeah. should
1: just know. But, well, that's. Uh, yeah. And he'd say, what do you mean I should just know? I don't. Tell me. And then I'll fix it. And I don't mean just food. I mean with everything. But, yeah, he, 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 was, he was pretty amazing.
0: Pretty amazing. Well, we've been talking for an hour and twenty minutes. I think this is a pretty cool introduction, don't you? I do. I do. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. I'll probably. I, I know I'll get you on again. Um, okay. I'll probably call you in a little bit. I'm going to. I think I need to eat. Now we're talking about all this food. I need to order some fillets. <laughs> I'm going to get two of them. <laughs> and. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start eating them now, and I'll have hopefully some. Think of some, your dad. Yeah. You'll have a
1: whole week's for worth of food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I I really appreciate you coming on here because uh, you know, I think this is a cool thing that we can start doing is having conversations and um
1: absolutely, James. I love it. It's
0: always fun. Uh yeah, so I guess I will call you later. Okay. And um, you know. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: I I, appreciate it. Thanks for being on. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. (laughs) All right. Bye, mom. Love you. Bye, honey. Love you. So that was um uh, that was my mom um such a wonderful woman and one of my biggest inspirations in life just for being a survivor and somebody who's strong and just somebody that I know is always going to be there for you you know as I said during our conversation if if you're my brother or you're my sister or you're my friend enough to be considered my brother or sister. You will be my brother and sister to her as well. She was one of those. She is one of those people that, if you're my family, you're her family, whether you're blood or not. So, um, I really just thought that this was a cool idea to try to showcase who my mom is, and we'll probably have. I'll probably have her on more, and have other conversations and and talk about different things, because I think it's important, and I also. Would tell anyone that can do this or can record conversations with their parents or not even just their parents, but loved ones that you should do that because there's going to be a time where you can't. And it wasn't until I lost a loved one that I realized how important it is to make sure you not only have certain conversations with the people you care about, but also tell them how you feel and also to try to share those people with other people you care about. Because I noticed that you can try to explain to others and share to others um, certain people in your life, but unless they meet those people for real, um, they won't get a honest sense of who they are. Because I could write down a million things my dad did, or I could, I could even show you things he's built, but you really wouldn't understand who he was unless you heard his voice and kind of um, felt his aura. And I think that that's what makes us people. So if you can, and you have the opportunity to either record a conversation with someone you care about, you don't even have to put it out to the world, but just keep it for yourself. So, um, you can always have that with you. So whatever you take away from that, um, I hope it was worth listening and I really appreciate you listening and I hope to talk to you again soon.